0: Hey Katie, can I um can I ask you something? I guess so. Would you be willing to go to the bone zone with me?
1: <laughs> no, I do not want to go to the bone zone with you. I don't know the, what that is, but I don't want it.
0: Okay, well then, should we talk about Ken Bone instead?
1: Yes, let's talk about Ken Bone. Ken bone close personal friend of the pod uh he for people who don't remember for people who have blocked this 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 particular meme out Ken bone is a power plant operator from Illinois born in born in 1982 who during the run-up to the 26 election became infamous maybe or maybe 2016 notorious. election what did I say 20 2022 20,
0: 2022 I think you said 20 I think you said
1: 26. Election. <laughs> okay the 26th election the 20. 20- <laughs> 16 election, he was at a debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton, RIP, and, uh, he asked a question about, um, he asked a question about energy policy, uh, to the, uh, to the candidates. He was an undecided voter, undecided voter, and he, um, it was something about, like, his name, and he was wearing this red sweater. And then, like, after the debate, he was, like, walking around taking pictures of, like, with a disposable can uh, camera. The whole thing was just, like, very cute. Um, and he became this sort of beloved internet meme briefly until, of course, people then, like, dug into his internet history and found that he had, like, said some, like, mildly, I don't know, off-color things on Reddit. So, as always, dude becomes meme. People investigate Dude.
0: Yeah, it was a general milkshake duck principle. Do you remember offhand what it, what, was it like legitimately not that offensive and people overreacted? Cause I, I realized that as I was trying to remember back how much of this This was like a huge fun internet controversy back then, and now it's like nothing in my mind. So much other stuff has happened.
2: Okay,
1: so here's what the Daily Beast says. Daily Beast says, Ken Bone's disturbing Reddit history shows he's not as nearly as adorable as we thought. So they have a picture like the dude in the red sweater, and here's what he actually said on Reddit that um, became so problematic. Uh, This is after Jennifer Lawrence, the actress's nudes were leaked online. Ken Bone wrote, under his Reddit pseudonym, maybe she should have been more careful with her pics. But the bad guys are still the ones who sought them out and looked at them. By which I mean guys like me. I saw her butthole. I liked it. <laughs> <How>
0: b- <laughs> oh jeez, Ken, Ken, I forgot about that. Ken, no, Ken. I mean,
1: I mean, I think it's like kind of funny. I also think it's gross, but I think it's kind of funny. And in the like the grand scheme of like internet badness, I consider this. A misdemeanor.
0: This is like you give him a ticket and you let him send in a fine or something.
1: Okay, so Ken Bone says this thing about Jennifer Lawrence's nudes, and then he was on another forum devoted to pregnant women in swimsuits, who he referred to as beautiful human submarines. <laughs> Wait, isn't that just nice? Yeah, Ken Bone is, is legitimately funny. Um, is
0: Ken Bone the man? <laughs> beautiful human submarine. <laughs> Imagine having a pregnant wife and be like, babe, you're my beautiful human submarine.
1: Yeah. Totally. And he also, he also admitted at one point that he, um, he committed sort of low level insurance fraud. He forged documents to make it look like he had car insurance so he wouldn't get fired from a pizza delivery job, which is also, he's a smart dude. This is like, that's kind of genius. He's an entrepreneur.
0: I wanna, like, I way more wanna hang out with Ken Bone than any of the, like, 30 most famous people in American politics right now. Just ba- based, just on the post you just
1: Absolutely. Read. Okay, so he, so to continue, he says, during the two months it took me to get my real insurance back, my fake cards and documentation fooled three, bi- three bosses and a cop. Made them an MS Paint. <laughs> <laughs> He's, so the dude is, the dude is funny. He's smart. I like him. Um, uh, okay, so, uh, so, Ken Bone becomes famous, becomes a meme, then gets sort of canceled. This was pre-cancellation term. Um, he wasn't really canceled because he didn't lose his job or anything like that. He works at a power plant operator. So the other important thing to note here is that Ken Bone has – so he was d- an undecided voter. In 2016, he did vote, but he refused to tell anybody who he voted for. I sort of thought that because he refused to tell anybody who he voted for, including me, I like asked him multiple times. Um I sort of thought that he that meant he was a Trump voter and that he was just ashamed of it. It turns out that was that was false. So what happened recently to bring Ken Bone back into the uh, into the media ecosystem is that on October 7th, Newsweek publishes an article called red sweater guy Ken Bone from 2016 Town Hall says watching this year's debates is like watching your house burn down. And so they interviewed Ken and he just talked about his impression of the debates and how much he didn't like either of the candidates, uh, Joe Biden or Donald Trump. So, this gets published. Um, a-, a reporter from Politico, Alex Thompson, tweeted a link to the article with the text Ken Bone is an undecided voter again. Ken points out that that's Not actually what he said at all. What he said in the piece and the post was very few people in either of these election cycles were truly undecided. They're uncommitted, which means they don't really have a positive opinion of either candidate. He didn't say he was undecided. He said people don't really like there is a collection of people who are uh, undecided. It's very small, but they don't really like either candidate. Okay. So to tell you what happens next, I'm going to bring in a very special guest.
2: Hey, this is Ken Bone, a close personal friend of Katie and casual long-distance internet acquaintance of Jesse. Here to read some of my tweets for you. I voted Clinton in 16, and this morning I sealed my mail-in ballot having voted for Joe Jorgensen. I don't agree with either of them 100%, but I felt they were the best options available for me at the time. All morning, the Trump supporters have been nice to me, even though I don't like Trump. The Biden camp has been shitting all over me because I don't like Biden. Do these people really not see how much this behavior pushes bystanders toward the right? The top response to that was, uh, being liked by Nazis is not the defense you think it is. A response from the Palmer report, that's because Trump supporters are horrible people and they recognize that you're a horrible person. They're congratulating you on being the kind of piece of filth that would vote third party in an election like this. Don't you get it? They're celebrating your shittiness. I later tweet, man, you vote third party, and all of a sudden you're getting shit on like Odell Beckham Jr.
1: As you can see, Ken Bone gets a wave of hate after he posts that he is not actually undecided. He has decided who he voted for, and indeed he voted for the libertarian candidate Joe jorgensen but what we are going to talk about today is not ken's decision to vote for joe jorgensen a woman who is most famous for being bitten by a rabid bat on the campaign trail that is true um what we are going to talk about is ken bone's contention that liberals are meaner than or that democrats are meaner than republicans at least online in this particular case
0: yeah um well so what's your what's your I have very complicated thoughts on this. What's your, what's your gut impulse reaction?
1: Well, just looking at the, at the response to Ken, I think he's right because when people say like, okay, so first of all, people were mad that he said that they, they incorrectly decided that he was a, that he was an uncommitted voter an undecided voter based on this misinterpretation of the Newsweek article by Alex Thompson. I thought it was odd that Alex Thompson hadn't deleted his tweet when Ken pointed out that it was incorrect. Um, But Ken, or, but Alex Thompson follows me on, on Twitter, so I've decided to forgive him. (laughs) Very charitable. Yes, of course. Um, I, (laughs) I am most charitable to my patrons and second most charitable to my followers. So, so my take on this is, is like, okay, just like after watching it unfold, well, A, people weren't mad that Ken was undecided. They were mad that he wasn't voting for Biden. Right. Like like they would have been equally as mad if they if he said he was voting for Trump. But like when people say when celebrities say vote, uh, what they're saying is vote for Joe Biden. They're not saying go vote for Donald Trump. Just go vote. They're saying like the subtext is go vote for the candidate who I want you to vote for.
0: Do you think that's correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the basic argument is like, Either vote for Biden or fuck you.
1: Right, right. And you don't even have to say it, it's just implied. But you don't see these like get out the vote campaigns from, you know, people like like uh who are the celebrities who like Donald Trump, like uh John Voight or something like that, uh Ron Woods. <laughs> What's that? His name? No. What's the, what's the Woods guy who's into Donald Trump?
0: Uh oh, James Woods.
1: James Woods. James Woods. Yeah. yeah you, you don't see these sort of you know celebrity endorsements from like country music singers saying like get out the vote, which is probably yeah. because what Republicans like to do is actually suppress the vote. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. I think like if you so when you see the institutions that are like donating airspace for getting out the vote, they're institutions that are liberal, and I think if you in full context, it's pretty clear what they mean. Obviously, if you just watch these ads themselves. You wouldn't necessarily know that, but yeah, I think that's clearly what's implied,
1: right? So, 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 Bone says, you know, the Biden camp has been shitting all over me because I don't like Biden. Do these people really not see how much this behavior pushes bystanders towards the right? Of course, the response to that is to say, well, that means you are always a Nazi, and you know, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) But it's all like. It's true. It's just obviously true that voting isn't always rational. It's often not a based on policy at all. It is. There are these cultural forces. And if you feel as a voter that this other side is is like being nice to you, like one side is being an asshole to you and one side is being nice to you. You might feel compelled. You will feel – some people will feel compelled to vote for the people – to vote for the side if we can, like, pretend that there are really just two sides in America to vote for the side that is welcoming to you and not the side that is calling you a fucking Nazi.
0: Yeah. And, look, you you see that a lot, especially from conservatives, saying that progressives sort of judge them. This is a long-running claim. I You know, I remember in the aughts, it's like – The claim doesn't always make sense because you remember it used to be like, oh, they're trying to shove gay marriage down our throat.
1: We're trying to shove it up your ass.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So I don't always buy those claims. I will say there is a level of like high moral dudgeon where seeing like – like when Reza Aslan says he wants to punch – Nick Sandman or whatever the fuck his name was. The the Covington kid the Sandman. What's his name? I think
1: it was Sandman, yeah. Sandman? Sand
0: The Sand enter Sandman. Sandborg. Uh what when, when like Reza Reza Aslan says he wants to punch this Covington kid in the face on Twitter, which he did say, and other people said similar things, like That's just gross. I think I disagree with the idea that there's like tens of millions of America swayed by the incivility of progressives because, first of all, most people are just like partisan and they vote. It's like the number of undecided voters is pretty small. Also... It's like is Trumpism defined by like being welcoming and warm and nice like no
1: no i it's not I will say, however, and maybe you've experienced this well as well, and i I am cynical about this i I know what the reasons are. I do feel like conservatives for the most part, on Twitter are way nicer to me than like than liberals are. Not this is like sort of a generalization. But when you become a person who is, uh who is uh, like, feels like excommunicated by the left, and there's this other group sort of welcoming to you, welcoming you, I think it is It is understandable that people would, would, would take, would accept that. Like, um, God, what's her name? What's the lesbian YouTuber's name? Ariel.
0: Oh, (laughs) Scarcella.
1: Scarcella. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked, I think we've talked about her before, but there's this, this lesbian YouTuber who has said some things that trans people or trans people and allies perceive as transphobic. And her response to that has, has been to embrace Donald Trump. Once again, this is the wrong decision this is not like politics is not twitter there are way bigger issues than people being mean to you on the fucking internet things like healthcare and infrastructure and spending and war and all of this shit that really matters a lot more um than our own personal dramas online but i also totally understand the human response to if somebody like is an asshole to you to say fuck you bernie bros fuck yeah. you bride and you know bride and boys i get it. i mean to be totally honest with you so, I'm gonna make a confession here. And I, I made, this is not the first time I made the confession. I also made this on national coming out day, but I voted for Joe Biden in the primary, in the Washington primary. And the reason that I did this, it was twofold. The, the main reason was that at the time that Biden, at the time, at the time that the Washington primary was scheduled, it was late in the race, and the only two remaining candidates were Joe Biden and, and, uh, Bernie Sanders. Politically, I agree. I'm more in line with Bernie Sanders in terms of things like healthcare. Um, I do think we need to have a single payer system. I think we need Medicare for all or Medicaid for all or whatever it is. I like Bernie better as a person. I think he's funner. I think he's cuter. I just like him better than I do Biden. He's definitely cuter. But I voted for Biden. He's definitely cuter. Not as cute as Ken Bone, but he's still pretty cute. So I voted, but I voted for Biden. And there were two reasons for that. The main reason was because I thought that Joe Biden had a, has a better chance of beating Donald Trump. And so it was just purely strategic at that point. Um, if the Joe Biden had momentum at that point, like he had won in South Carolina, he'd already started to sort of sweep the late primaries. And so I just thought like, well, who's, who is more likely to beat Donald Trump in the, in this case? And I think that American voters have shown that Joe Biden, that they're more likely to show up for for Joe Biden than Bernie Sanders. Not with the passion that lots of people have for Bernie Sanders, but just more people in the states where it actually matters, like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. The second reason is because it was a big fuck you to all the people who were mean to me in Seattle. And <laughs> I know that that is irrational. I know that that is totally irrational. But I felt, I felt like picked on. And by these, by most people who I, I assumed, this is an unfair assumption, but I assumed, were sort of Bernie bros. They were fucking mean to me. And so I voted for fucking Joe Biden. So part of it was rational, but part of it was a fuck you vote. And the fuck you vote is a very, very real thing.
0: That's interesting. I think, um, I feel like if I had to, if you picked at random, this sort of person on the left who hates us, I think they're more likely to be a Liz lad than a Bernie bro.
1: I think that's true, but it was sort of a, she's sort of a stand in. He was sort of a stand in for that. And like my thinking, it was sort of a, like yeah. this, like he represents this side. Would I have done it under different circumstances? Probably not. I voted for Bernie or I, I, I caucused for Bernie in 2016, um, over Hillary Clinton. Um, but at the time it was like, and also this was very specific to sort of my place of work. So the stranger, um, where I worked at the time, we did endorsements. Uh, for, you know, we do endorsements for local races, but also endorsements for national races and primaries, statewide races. And at the time we talked about, we have these like long ass meetings. And when it came to the Washington state primary, we only discussed two candidates and those candidates were Liz Warren and Bernie Sanders, which shows you how in touch with the American public (laughs) the stranger actually is. And (laughs) in that case, I voted for Bernie Sanders because I thought he was a much stronger candidate than Warren, um, you know and so bernie sanders got the stranger endorsement and of course subsequently lost the primary which to be honest with you I was a little bit thrilled about because i was so like i don't know sort of like f- over the whole thing and and the like the online bernie bro phenomenon did have something to do with it i can't fucking stand the chapo trap house set i like amber um i've met amber in person i like i like her a lot but the other guys i can't fucking stand their attitudes i can't stand this bernie or bernie or bus thing i can't fucking stand it and so part of Voting for Biden for me was was just a response to this uh to this like cultural moment where people were saying, if Bernie doesn't win, I'm gonna sit the fuck out.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I think a lot of this stuff is just is just human nature. Um, I, on the like on the whole question of what side is worse, like my my experiences were, my initial sort of draggings online came from the right and. They came from, like, Breitbart at one point because Breitbart got mad at me. I'll, I'll include show note links. So I don't have to rehash all of this. Gamergate people got mad at me. Um, they're sort of the right. The politics are complicated. But but one thing I noticed is, like, all the, the more recent, more career, severe stuff I've gotten from the left – the right did all the same stuff, like sometimes not with the same level of obsessiveness, but right down to, um, I've mentioned before how there was this attempt to sort of like contrive some sort of me too thing and say I was creepy around trans people or whatever. Um, just these fabricated rumors. The exact same thing happened when I wrote about like a Gamergate story. I, um, there's this woman who runs a, uh, sort of. I forget if it's like anti... It's basically anti-sex trafficking. I think she runs a shelter. And I had written a story about how she had, I think, unwittingly played a role in helping Gamergate get this Nintendo employee fired. I'll include links to the show notes. So I reached out to her for comment um for the story. Uh, and... She responded by saying that I had been like a stalker. (laughs) That because I had reached out to comment her, I had been like a stalker. And she said this in the comment section. Jesse, did you like, did you like reach through her window? Did you show up? Yeah, exactly. I reached out to comment by stroking her face while she was asleep (laughs) and she freaked out. So then, then the storyline becomes that I am creepy and a stalker. And this gets written up on a far right website as a true thing that happened. And it like really fucked with me because it's, it's, but just that the same level of just, of lying of just straight up lying like the right does it all the time like for me the difference has been oh, yeah um the left and maybe this is just like the thing where it's like if it's if it's someone in your own church who has sinned you're more worried about that than someone from the church across town but like the stuff i've gotten from some people on the left has been way more creepy and obsessive but it's a, a matter of um like uh, degree not kind it's all the same shit mm-hmm. it's all like and then like some of the stuff they'll do on twitter when you're too online well they just just like badger you with questions and questions and accusations and then if you respond to someone a little bit too angrily they screenshot that and that ex exacerbates the controversy further cuz that proves your quote unquote hora-. it's just it's all the same stuff when you're at the center of it I yeah
1: think. i no i think you're totally right i mean i've gotten shit on by the right a bunch of times the difference is that i don't care yeah i think it's funny i mean i care less now when the left does or it's like and i also like hate generalizing like these sides are you know we're sort of anthropomorphizing these sides but people who sort of in my head represent the right and represent the left and these are just fucking randos for the most part i mean sometimes they're like blue check marks or whatever but the most part they're just dumb fucking randos i've gotten shit on just as much by the right as the left i got banned from twitter for 12 hours because not because i said something shitty about you know fucking Bernie Sanders, or because I said something shitty about Mitch McConnell. Actually, it wasn't even shitty. It was a, just a, a plea for his, 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 not even his death, a plea for some brain damage. Um, you know. I've gotten called a pedophile, like on the right. People have sent me insane, insane fucking emails on the right, just as they have on the left. What the right hasn't done is put up stickers calling me transphobic or a Nazi. Yeah. Um, they seem lazier than the left, but we, like we've said this like many times, you can't be canceled by the other side. It, does, like, it's like fucking water off my back. If some, like, if some dumbass with a, a Pepe frog and a big red X mark in their Twitter bio calls me a cunt or a pedo, I forget about it immediately. It yeah. doesn't have any emotional impact on me.
0: Yeah. Um So it's hard. Like, I, f- I feel like I want to say I, the, the stuff I've gotten from the left has been, like, more of an obsessive attempt to, to like, destroy my career and just sort of, like, well, follow – yeah. But – But it could just be they know that, like, editors and stuff are more likely to listen to them. I mean –
1: Right. It's more effective when it comes from your own side. It's not – like, we've said this many times, but, like, The Atlantic is not going to to even, like, think – they're not even – like, if a bunch of fucking, like, MAGA freaks complain about your detransition article – the Atlantic's not going to care. The stranger wouldn't care, um, or not your detransition article, your your trans kids article. Um It's just they have no they have no cultural power within these institutions, and nobody listens to them. Yeah, um, they, you know, I don't think that's true in terms of things like tech companies. You know, Facebook, for example, is oftentimes accused by conservatives of having a uh, a left wing bias. If you actually look at like the posts on Facebook that tend to get the most traffic, they tend to be conservative like ben shapiro is more popular on facebook than the young turks um part of that is probably demographics but also like i don't know that there's a whole lot of evidence that facebook is actually with aside from the recent hunter biden story like systematically you know um penalizing conservative stories in their algorithms unless they are
0: like particularly
1: harmful to the current the current <laughs> Democratic nominee for president at this exact moment.
0: What I'm curious if you've experienced this, but one like one area where I am comfortable positing differences between my sort of left wing and right wing critics is so I would get emails and I would get emails and tweets from gamergators where they would really try to lay out their arguments about why I was wrong to criticize Gamergate and not view it as like a legitimate movement. Sometimes it would be long emails. Sometimes it would be some rando would send me a 45-minute YouTube video he made. (laughs) Just like, dude, just watch this. And at the time, I mean, I still find that annoying as hell because I'm not, frankly, not going to drop what I'm doing and watch a 45-minute YouTube video from someone I've never heard of. So that is annoying. But contrast that to progressive critics of like mine and i think of you too they're so scandalized by the idea that there should be any discussion or debate about like whether we're evil or whoever else they hate are evil i'd almost prefer that nerdy write me a long email tell me why you think i'm wrong to just the like fuck you i'm not going to educate you i'm not going to explain why you're wrong because like at least then it's someone trying to Make an argument to you. Absolutely.
1: You know, speaking of Gamergate, I, I was not hyper online during Gamergate. Thank God. This is when I had an actual life. Um, but I, I know that you do have some critics who I respect, uh, in terms of your coverage of Gamergate, including Kathy Young and Christina Hoff Summers. Do you think at some point you would have a conversation with them about, about Gamergate? Um,
0: yeah, I guess in theory, I mean, it would have to, yeah, the, the reason. I'm hesitant is because it was such a toxic time. Um, toxic on all sides. People don't understand half of the toxic shit. Uh, as much as I dislike Gamergate, like there were some really pretty disturbed people on the other side. Cause they were just like these sort of Twitter hanger ons who had found like a quest and a reason to live. And you'll see, they still reference Gamergate today. Like it's something that that's actually like still going on, which it isn't. Um, I I just I don't really want to do anything that will breathe new life into it because I don't think it did like anything good for the world. I the areas where I think there were people who didn't understand internet culture who swooped in and used it to morally grant it And they would say things like, you know, gamergate doesn't want any women playing video games. No, that's stupid. That wasn't true. Or they'll say um like, I didn't think it was true that every person who identified as a Gamergator was a harasser, cause some of them just wanted to, like, debate me. So I think some people, like, oh, the other thing is, like, 4chan played a major role in exacerbating it. A lot of the threats and harassment was coming from 4chan people posing as Gamergators just cause they like chaos. So I think, like, it annoyed me some of the coverage from progressives who just clearly didn't understand the internet. So I could definitely, like, point to, you know, areas of coverage that were bad or things I said that that were overheated, but overall my, my views on it haven't changed. Cause I just think these guys were just this weird reaction to the fact that there were like video games about depression and feminism that you are completely free not to play or think about.
1: Well, okay. I think that when COVID is over, we should schedule a tour in Australia of you and Christina Hoff Summers debating Gamer Date.
0: And Roxanne Gay. And
1: Roxanne Gay. This is a deep cut. Nobody's
0: going to get it. I was going to say. I'm going to have to throw something in the show notes yeah. so people get that. Uh Yeah. I So at some point, I would actually... It'd be interesting. I'm contradicting what I just said. I would do a free episode that's like a Gamergate retrospective to point out how just fucked up aspects of it were. And like fucked up in ways people don't realize. Because, like, okay, I don't know if this is true, but multiple people accused one of the sort of heroines of Gamergate of being sort of abusive and exploitative. Um... I don't know if that's true, but that never got any co- coverage. There was also a suicide associated with, there was some really messed up stuff that was not as straightforward as like Gamergate bad, everyone else good, even though my general diagnosis of the situation is still Gamergate was bad and was just sort of like a reactionary online political movement.
1: Well, maybe, uh, maybe we should do that sometime in the future for the, for the 400th anniversary of Gamergate. We'll do, um, we'll do the,
0: <laughs> do the retrospective. Some of the people who like, just became minor Twitter celebrities over Gamergate are just really broken and fucked up. And, uh, it was just, it was a very, it would be weird for like, or be interesting for a actual intelligent academic to like dig into the second and third levels of that whole clusterfuck. Cause it was like, it was a mess. But yeah, anyway, my point is those guys went after me. Breitbart people went after me. It was never pleasant. Uh, But the stuff I've gotten from the left is just more obsessive. But as we've said, when the sinner is in your own church, maybe it just feels different on both sides. There's more of an urge to get this person out of your church. And there's more of a defensiveness if you're the person being attacked because it's someone from your church.
1: Right. And I think Ken is probably has some like libertarian leanings anyway. So I'm not sure that he – you know, his like identification would be like more liberal or conservative. He's certainly not a Trump guy, um, which is, I'm sure, incredibly frustrating to him to have people. It's frustrating to me. This happens to me all the time. People sort of assume that, um, you know, if you don't agree with them on, on everything, that the only possibility is that you're a secret trumper.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's just getting hard to talk online about anything and the sort of, with us or against us stuff is really bad and everything's stupid and exhausting and i hope that if biden wins things calm down a little but who the fuck knows yeah who the fuck knows
1: there are uh, so i'm right now i'm in i'm in north carolina um visiting my family and there are there are a lot of trump signs there are a lot of trump signs where i live as well and i went down yesterday to my mom was volunteering at a at a polling place um and i and i went down there and um and there were there was a, a woman there who had a, a, a like a massive Trump flag who was standing outside this polling place and a you know wasn't wearing a face mask. like like there's a sea of people wearing a face mask and she's not wearing a face mask and she's waving this Trump flag of course. And not. there does seem to be this thing where like, and maybe I'm reading into this, maybe this doesn't exist, but I do think some of the Trumpers like, I think they're trying not trying to like intimidate people, but they're like trying to push your buttons.
0: Oh, definitely. Well, cause they see it as his great act of defiance just to like not wear a mask.
1: Exactly. To to not wear a mask. Yeah, my mom told me so. She was volunteering for the Democrats, and she told me that there there was like one guy who wasn't wearing a mask, and he walked up to them and he said, "Uh, you know, they they like give you sheets that like uh a crib sheets so that tells you who to vote for." And he said, "I'm I'm taking this so I know who not to vote for." When it's like this, shit's, that's not necessary. There's there's a D and an R by everybody's name. You don't need to do that. It's just a, yeah. you're just being an asshole for the sake of it. Not that I not that I I think no democrat would do that but i can't see too many like biden supporters eh, well, maybe. I, mean, I don't know
0: i mean there's like a there's definitely a victimhood complex among a lot of trump voters where you know uh, again i just the episode we just recorded i brought this up but in a country where one side runs the cultural and educational institutions and the other side is much more powerful politically weird dynamics emerge but like you know your your guy was in the office for Four years, and most Americans don't like him and think he's done a shitty job. And there's huge defensiveness about that. And I think some of the anti-science stuff going on with like mask wearing is is fucking horrifying. And I obviously blame Trump for that. He could have at any point. I mean, it's just he doesn't have it in him because everything's politics to him. But he he could have saved lives by just saying, "Look, you gotta wear a mask so we get this under control." So I just it's so depressing seeing the Trump supporters without masks. Like I don't I don't wish them ill health. I don't wish anyone ill health, but it's just infuriating.
1: I do. I wish Donald Trump ill health. And unfortunately, my wishes have not come true.
0: No, he bounced back. He's invincible.
1: Worst fucking case scenario. Worst case scenario. You know what they're going to find out? They're going to find out that like McDonald's ha- hamburgers and tanning beds are the key to COVID.
0: <laughs> the weird chemicals they add to McDonald's hamburgers yeah. <laughs> are, are the vaccine for COVID. Yeah. Preserves you. Is that, is that it? Anything else on Ken Bone or the Bone Zone or Left versus Right or Gamergate?
1: No. I'm ready to leave the Bone Zone. Thank you very much to Ken Bone for uh, recording that audio for us. Thank
0: you, Ken. I am – yeah, I'm opening the door to the Bone Zone and I am out, closing the door behind me. Bye. Bye.